When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so there is a clip going around that involves Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Wiz Khalifa, and DJ Khaled sitting at a table, right? So, so this this clip has been surfacing around, and it, it it's made itself around where he talks about how a situation where DJ Khaled met Lil Wayne. And this sounds crazy to me, but I'm going to say it the way I'm going to say it now. I'm explain it. I'm going to explain it what I mean. But there were two, there were two, the two of the greatest are for all greatest artists of the greatest two great artists that were sitting at this table, which would be Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. This interview is like 51 minutes long. I'm going to break it down in a little like point in sections of it, and just. Really, anything hip hop I like to talk about, especially when Rick Ross and Little Wayne sit down at the table, and Wiz Khalifa and DJ Khaled. So when they sit down, and they they're 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 great, they're great in the craft that they do. So if it's music, if they do producing or collaborations, it's always great. And Wiz Khalifa, for some weird reason, can make hits. But then he comes back and every once in a while he makes another hit. So, I'm going to dissect that whole situation with these four, which I think is a great way, um, is a great thing to talk about because of who these people are. And we don't really, um, we, now we don't really get situations with these four artists in a room. Okay, so, between these four between these three artists and this producer, we have many back-to-back singles. We have Teflon Dom, Port of Miami, one, two, and three. We have the Carters, one, two, three, four, five. The Rick Ross's mixtapes. The Sorry for the Wait mixtapes. Black and yellow, green and yellow. Between three, we have so many. But with this producer, we have songs like I'm on one. And also, we're forever. We have we're so hood. <laughs> Look between these seriously between these four, we have like an extremely long category of the two thousands, and I think that goes without a doubt. Saying that these four artists being in these three artists in a room, which I'm a huge fan of two of these. I'm a huge fan of Rick Ross, and I'm a huge fan of Lil Wayne. So. The Carters, Teflon Doms, the Freemasons. Look, all of this all together. I think, I think this is a the best way these four to sit down because I don't think they would have sat down any other way. Now, now, okay. So th- I want to explain why this is controversial to me. So DJ Kelly basically just tells a lot of stories about how him and Wayne met up in a club in my, I believe it's Miami. Or New Orleans. 
they met up in a club and or I'm sorry, they met up at a a vinyl record store that is in New Orleans. Um, but Jada Kyle used to always work there, so they just they they go into detail and in talking about how they met each other, which surprisingly I didn't know. Rick Ross knew Wiz Khalifa before he became famous. So that was kind of a new experience for me to find out in this interview that they go in depth about, right? So DJ Khaled talks about how he meets Wayne. And I think this, it's a, it's a, it's a a very, a very different atmosphere because I don't think anybody, there are very few people that know a lot about artists. And I think DJ Khaled is, is a producer or a beat maker that a lot of people don't know anything about. And I didn't know, I don't know his exact age, but there's rumored around that he got into music very early. But he goes around and talks about Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. And they, these three started this conversation where it seems like Rick Ross is throwing out questions and they're answering these questions while also having a good time. DJ Khaled also points out this, and I think it's always good to say. He said that it was very hard to get these four in a room because it's it's rare for this to happen. It's very rare for Lil Wayne to do interviews, Rick Ross to do interviews. With Khalifa, you can catch him doing interviews, right? And DJ Khaled, you can always catch him doing interviews. But Lil Wayne and Rick Ross, they're very hard to get in interviews, right? Unless there's a lot of cash or something they're trying to promote. Or an album, right? It's very hard to pin these guys down for an interview. Okay, so I, I want to do this from a a Wiz Khalifa point of view, right? So Wiz Khalifa says that he is the younger generation out of the th- younger generation out of the four, and I think that is because I think I'm a couple. A couple years from Wiz Khalifa. I think that's what it is, right? And so, Wiz Khalifa says that Rick Ross and Lil Wayne made Wiz Khalifa. And I do find that a tad bit funny, right? Because Rose, Rick Ross, found um, Wiz Khalifa before he got popular. And they were all giving their props about... Black and yellow, but I think people forget about Wheaties Boys, Get On My Level, um, Young Wild and Free. Wiz Khalifa has done something that, at the time, no one was like, "Hey, we're gonna do, um, we're gonna do Black and Yellow, make it a hit and go popular with it." And then it gets remixed by Lil Wayne, Green and Yellow, which that's Lil Wayne is a story within itself, which I think is very hard to understand. Okay. So, as I said, two of these are my idols. Wiz Khalifa just says that he looks up to them and what they did for culture. Of rap, and I think that that's very, that's a great way to look at it, because we're looking at a prodigy, right? Because Wayne was signed to Cash Money Records, right? But I also, I think that's another reason why this stands out to me. Because this is basically 
Maybach Music and YMCMB, right? This is basically what this is, right? Young Money, Cash Money Business. This is basically what this is, right? So, and this, I, I guess, and I guess this is why I feel this way about this topic. And I'll get right into it, but they talk about it. And Wayne being signed at 12 years old to the Hot Boys that they released a song in 1990, which didn't really get a lot of, um, which got a lot of music play, but it was more for like CDs, vinyls, and stuff like that is where the Hot Boys made their money. 2000 comes, Lil Wayne, Cash Money pulls him, I believe, and he goes solo. But they set him on tours to open up for people. And then he goes into that same year. He goes and does. Becomes the face and the head of YMCMB. Right. The head and the face of one of the most popular. One of the most popular. Minor labels coming from New Orleans to Florida shaking the south. And that is so key to me because Rick Ross also says in his interview that Little Wayne had the 305, which is Miami Day County, but we're gonna go Orlando, go Tallahassee, we're gonna go Jacksonville, we're gonna go the Florida as a whole, we're gonna go Georgia, <laughs> we're gonna go Carolinas, and we're gonna go we're gonna go up, we're gonna go up state by state, we're gonna go to New York. He had California rocking, he had he had. It's so weird that a, a kid from New Orleans was able to rock the nations with music, right? Now, this could be debatable, and this could be a seriously heavy debate. Like, who was the better artist of their time, and who did it better between Rick Ross and Little Wayne? But this is all peace treaties, right? So they were talking, and... It's just amazing to me that we were able to have this after years, but he says he's was, he was signed, and that he, he talks about the structure of YMCMB, or formerly known, or better known, as Cash Money Records. He says, and, and I think this is, this is important because no one understood what Cash Money was doing, so when Wayne won that settlement for $12 million, no one could understand can never understand these two situations. And I think that's why them sitting down <laughs> is amazing to me, right? Because not is it only, hey, we're great. They, they, they've they always been great together. You get a Rosé, you'll get a little Wayne on the track, and he'll be great. They'll rock the whole track. But he says that they put you in a position to do what you wanted to do and release the music the way you wanted to. They didn't want nobody to have it. <laughs> Baby Birdman Stunner. Whatever you want to call them. They gave you what you want. They gave you. They let you do it how you want to do it. Which. Which is weird. I think. A little bit. So. And I'm going to explain why I say this. Is weird and also good information that we didn't have before. Because. If you don't know. <clears throat> Rick Ross. When he was signing Maybag music. When he was a. Boss of boss and the head of Maybach Music. He made a song with Chris Rock. Chris Rock called Idols Become Rivals. And this song wasn't necessarily to 
disrespect anybody in any manner. But Rick Ross says, <laughs> release Khaled. <laughs> he says, free Khaled and pay Wayne, right? Because at this time, and this is why I find it so interesting that these three head honchos, these bosses, could do what they did and come together at this table. Like, this table is crazy to me, right? Because we have idols become rivals. We have Wayne. We have two, two people of the mixtape era, two kings of the mixtape eras, talking at a table about this situation. And so this is the thing. So DJ Khaled talks about about how he met everybody and him going to um, the first time he moved out to Florida or Miami, and then Wayne moved out after Wayne moved there after him. But he also talks about Rick Ross and Little Wayne's ability to turn any feature, any song they wanted in 24 hours. Right? So, <laughs> so this has also become a theory when we talk about Wayne. People say, well, we don't necessarily understand. We don't necessarily understand how, how Wayne and Rick Ross were able to turn features around. Because if you think about it, from the 2000 to 2010, Wayne was locked up in, what, 2006 for charges? From 2000 to 2010, Little Wayne was on the top of the world with features, with albums, with anything you could think of, he was on it. Mixtapes, Sorry for the Wait, Sorry for the Wait 2, just, ah, the Carters, right? <laughs> the dedications, the dedications, the dedications. That's why, oh Lord, this is going to turn into a Wayne rant. But this is why people say there's a difference between album Wayne and mixtape Wayne, right? And it's so crazy to say I experienced this. I experienced Wayne in his prime. And I, I'm going to get to why I'm talking about Wayne in his prime, but I'm also going to talk about Rosette, right? So. Him saying that Wayne could turn anything over in 24 hours is great to me. But also for Lil Wayne to talk about how he doesn't see how he's not mad at cash money. He got his money and he's doing what he needs to do. And that's so amazing for Wayne, right? But then we have Rick Ross, right? Rick Ross has opened up many businesses while rapid, at least in his last album, Richer Than I Ever Been. And it seems... It seems that these, that Rick Ross just is making moves behind the scenes with land, with property. Um, he did Wingstop. Like, Rick Ross is doing Bel Air. I think, I think he has a contract with Bel Air. But the way that Wayne, <laughs> the way that Rick Ross has be said, I become a boss and made himself a boss, it's phenomenal, right? Like, it's like the. It's like, if you look at Rosé, it's like the blueprint to it, right? But they're kings today, right? They will always be the goats. They will always be kings. But we, we have to look at this from the standpoint of their icons. No reason I say they're icons. <laughs> I promise you, you're like, yo, you're getting on a topic about Wayne, and you're getting on this massive topic about Wayne and Rick Ross. But we had YMCMB and Maybach Music at one time 
beefing. It was also good music, but we're not here to talk about good music. We're talking about Maybach music and YMCMB. YMCMB roster was Juvenile, was Lil Wayne, was Drake, was Tiger. That roster is, mm, that roster's, with Drake running the charts now? That is incredible. And then at Maybach Music Group, we got Amorion, we got out Wale. We got, we just have, no, we have too many people buy these two artists and Wiz Khalifa to add it to another, right? It's extremely, and Cole, and J. Cole for Lil Wayne. I think this, looking at these camps, looking at these two icons doing what they did, looking back at everything they have done, <laughs> and been able to do it, while some of them songs came from DJ Khaled, which props to him. He's the best collaborator, beat maker, producer, whatever y'all, whatever you're considering DJ Khaled. If you hate him, if you love him, I hate him. What he's done with music and been able to collab people like her, the Migos, Bryson Tiller, J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Out of all, love it, hate him. He's put some of the best collaborations together, right, in history. And we them boys where DJ Khaled reflects and he's like, hey, I remember when Rose was popping bottles um, with a shirt off, which was, which was uh, which was a hundred bottles that Rick Ross was on, right? Or No Friends, where Lil Wayne is going crazy. Oh, I forget Lil Wayne had Nikki, right? Just these rosters alone, right? And then people that love these artists and then just went crazy with it, right? And then we got Cash Out. We got Tap Out. These two, I think, this is my thing. These two have always been able to put stuff together. These two artists have been able to put stuff together. And Wiz Khalifa, now, this is it. So, Wiz Khalifa is probably known for black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. Ah, look, that was the sound of the early 2000s, which I think is amazing that it's, you know, happening. Um, as you said, he was the younger out of the, out of the four. Um, now his, now his, now as you said, he's trying to get there. He's trying to get to his peak of stuff that he, he can't explain of how he, how he has done it. But his track history says it for himself. Like he doesn't stop. He'll take a year off and then create something and then produce something, right? And then we get to... We get to how Wiz Khalifa was made and how he was rocking his styles in the early 2000s. Look at Wayne with his uh, dreads. Look at Rick Ross with that kind of like fro kind of thing that he was rocking. And you just look, oh, they were seriously true icons of the generation. <laughs> now, they talk about multiple different studios that are named different things for protection and privacy. So this, oh Lord, this is gonna sound like a Wayne, um, Wayne, Wayne and Rick Ross interview, but so Rick Ross asks everybody, "Hey, um, <laughs> when? What are you? What times to get you out of bed?" So DJ Khaled honestly said, "Family." You know, I honestly tell you he's a family man, but if you follow him on any social media or look at look at anything he puts out, it, it's truly about family. Any project, any album, it's about family. Now this is the argument that a lot of people are gonna make. 
Wayne said <laughs> he hasn't reached his music peak. And I think this is the thing. So people are like, lyrically, what else can he do? And I want to say he hasn't, right? Because there isn't a lot that Wayne... There's a lot Wayne can do because he's very versatile, right? So <laughs> Wayne being the rapper that he is, right? And I guess that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> Wayne had a chokehold in Florida, so you would always hear Wayne. Um, so, so I don't think Wayne will ever be. Wayne will never stop being creative, right? Because we got no ceilings three. We've had. I think he had ice cream paint job. We had, we had money, <laughs> like a bag of money. Um, we've had dedications, which I hope we keep getting dedications. Like dedication seven gonna be crazy, right? Sorry for the wait two. Sorry for the wait three. Um, Coco, um, God bless America. Like I think Wayne musically probably isn't there. Like rebirth, rebirth is what we'll talk about. And people say, well, his rebirth album is a rock album but that rock album sold that rock album did numbers Wayne could probably do country if he wanted to but that's what I'm saying Wayne he could he can mess with auto-tune if he wanted to creatively I don't think he'll ever be done it's just not possible Wayne has too many style anything he could do he could always adapt he's done it before I said the same thing with Rosé Rosé is always able to adapt to always be better so I don't expect them to end anytime soon Right, but then Wiz Khalifa, I, we could still develop. Like, he's great, but we could do more. We could put out a lot more songs on other albums. I think, honestly, Wiz Khalifa is underrated, but he could make it. He can make it to where he's in that conversation in the top ten. I just think he needs to put more work into it, which is hard for me to say because I told you, I'm a huge fan of all of these artists. On this stage, right? At this table. But DJ Khaled is... Is great with collabs. Like little... Like Rick Ross and Wayne say. There's only so many people that could call Rick Ross and Little Wayne and put them on a song together. DJ Khaled has done it five times. Done it five times. <laughs> done it five times. We're so hood. We're so hood remix. <laughs> Ooh. We forever. No friends, a hundred bottles. That's what I'm saying. Like, these two sitting in a room sounds phenomenal. Like, it's one of them in a lifetime. But it also seems like it has its... Has its... Has its surprises because no one thought Little Wayne, the head of Cash Money Records, YMCMB, carrying YMCMB on his back, Maybach music, Rick Ross, right? No one thought these two could sit in a room because Mick Mill didn't like Drake, Nikki didn't like Rick Ross. Now I don't know how they handled them or the situations, but I didn't think this was. I I really did not think this was going to be possible because I thought they were going to pick sides, right? So this is I think that's a little bit why I'm confused. And DJ Khaled being the the neutral guy, I think, is great from him telling stories and being hyped about these three artists that he is talking about this entire time, which I think 
it was, it was really amazing to me because of this history that Rick Ross and Wayne have, and Wiz Khalifa getting this knowledge of these two uh, of these two rap purists that are great at what they do. I think this this interview was great to watch, right? Because as I said, Wayne doesn't do interviews. <laughs> Rick Ross rarely does them. DJ Khaled will do them. Wiz Khalifa will do them. They they would do these interviews, but it's rare to hear little Wayne speak out on an interview and just talking. I, I just, I don't know, this is, look, if you haven't heard this whole, if you haven't heard them talk for like an hour, I would recommend you go listen to it, I'll put the link in the description, but it's just that these artists are phenomenal to me, right, like Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, overall, these guys were great, they still are great to me, they will there's rarely enough people that will go above them, but it will be because of the material they produce, right? But that's what I'm saying. We can we can say and debate on who had the better albums a whole nother day, a whole nother discussion, a no a whole that'd be a whole nother hour in itself, because we have the we have the Carter series, we have Port of Miami the series, right? We have Teflon Dom, we have Black Market. This goes on for a while between these two artists, which I think is amazing. But I think them being able to sit down is something that we should take as okay. Well, they're sitting down because they know they've been able to do the unthinkable when Rick Ross put out Rather Than Me, and he had true discussions that he needed to have with people that he couldn't have on the phone with. Like, this is crazy to me. That they're talking or Trillia, a Trilla. Between these two guys, it's like a a twenty piece album, right? Like twenty pieces an album could really rock something, right? Like you could be legendary with this because they rocked the two thousand and tens. So oh, and then there's Mastermind by Rick Ross, that album. Then it's Florida Boy with T Pain. Like this, 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 this becomes a whole nother, and a whole nother topic when we talk about who is the more lyrical guy or who is the bigger goat. But right now in this conversation, with them being able to talk, they're clearly the two biggest people in rap right now to me. Right, like these are icons to me being found being able to talk and in the same room. Like this isn't something leaked during a song or anything. This isn't a slight diss towards anybody. This is them being genuine with DJ Khaled being a very genuine person and with Wiz Khalifa being there to really learn about these two head honchos at the time of the 2000s. Man, that was fun. That was fun to really look at. Like, I think, I think looking at these two guys, I, I didn't really expect them to be in the same room. But who really could expect these two guys to be in the same room? With DJ Khaled, which I don't know DJ Khaled's situation, but with that with that situation being resolved, like that, <laughs> looking back at the 2000, 2010, no one thought that was gonna be possible. Not a single soul thought that was gonna be possible, right? But <laughs> they've done it. They've done it, right? In 2022, we got a Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled, and Wiz Khalifa interview which just explains how YMCMB was how MMG was 
I think overall this is this is something crazy. I, <laughs> oh, this is a crazy thing to talk about, especially in 2022. Oh, 2012, the albums that came. Yo, this, <laughs> this is crazy to look back on. Oh, that is crazy to look back on. See that? Ooh. We was in one of a we was in a ride for our lives in 2010. I think that's just music man but that that that, that is that that's history that's just what happened in that interview that oh that interview was crazy um i'm put a link in the description if you want to listen to the interview that interview was great man that interview was really really great 